Fire is a beast. The Prophet ﷺ explained that it will come on the Day of Judgment with 70,000 ropes on it. Brothers and sisters, who remembers the episode in the Gulf R when we said if you get 2,000 likes, we'll get a Lambo? Remember the episode? Well, you guys didn't even give us 2,000 likes, but you know what? Because we're good people, we got a Lamborghini anyway. That right there is a Lamborghini Huracan Coupe. It might not be an Aventador, might not be a Huracan Performante, but it's still a Lamborghini and you have to give it that level of respect. Previously, we gave the McLaren 720S the title, the Batmobile. I'm afraid that title has to be revoked and it has to be awarded to this, a matte black Lambo. I feel like a kid right now. Let's get into the car, talk a bit about the episode. Inside the car is no less spectacular. It literally feels like you're in a spaceship. Look at the start button. You literally have to lift up a little flap and press it to start. There is a little window here if you're feeling a bit lazy, but it almost feels like it would be a crime to not do the full procedure. Honestly, to go into reverse, there's this lever, you pull it back. The parking brake is a lever. Even to operate the windows, it's toggle switches up here on the main console. Everything about this car feels so premium and so driver orientated by far. This is a driver's car. Even the uh, indicators to turn, they're not here. They're not stalks. There's a little twiggle here. Twiggle. <laughs> I don't know if that's a real word. There's a little twiggle here uh, on the uh, steering wheel, which you use to indicate left and right and press it in to cancel. Just like a motorbike. This car is serious. Now, with that said, let's get into the episode. What is supposed to be about rent? What is supposed to be about bills? Knowledge takes care of you, knowledge guides you, knowledge protects you, the money you have to protect. That knowledge that you have allows you to answer those questions inside of your grave when the angels come to you in your grave. But remember, money isn't enough. If that money doesn't make you content, they're not content. That money is a punishment for them. And even now, look, we're here, and now I'm driving cars, but why here? I never would have even like dreamed of driving and trust me the dunya will come to you when he arrived in undoubtedly dragged you into the trap trapped you alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah amma ba'ad assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh brothers and sisters today we give you what you asked for you guys asked for a lambo 
and we've given you a Lambo, alhamdulillah. In today's episode, firstly, how, how does it feel that you're sitting in a Lambo? Is this from normal? Now that you've sat in all those other cars as well, and even me, I'm honest with you, even though I'm, obviously I'm into cars, I feel like I'm kind of slightly getting desensitized now. It's like once you've driven a few nice cars, it's kind of like, I mean, you don't think it's gonna, you, 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 like it's ever gonna wear off, but after a while, it actually does start to slowly, slowly. That's the nature of most things in the dunya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want it, and once you have it, you're kind of like, okay, like what's next? Like, should I start looking at boats, <laughs> planes, <laughs> get, get a pilot license or something? But yeah, so um, on that note of the dunya. What I want to talk to you about today was the concept of seeking money versus seeking knowledge. What's the difference between the two in terms of how they're done and the benefits and so on and so forth. Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah amma ba'd. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So these are two things that people really want, you know. When they want money, they go hard for it. And when they want knowledge, they go hard for it. When you see the scholars, they sacrifice sleep, sacrifice what? Uh, time, family, relationships, luxuries, so that they can go out there and get that knowledge. And say with people, when they want money, they sacrifice time, sleep, luxuries, family, so they can go out there and get that money. You know what I'm saying? So these are two things that when they sought after, they sought after hard. And the question is, which one should you be seeking after the hardest? Imam Ibn Qayyim done a comparison between money and knowledge. And he mentioned a few reasons why money is better than sorry, why knowledge is better than money. Okay. And I mentioned some of them before we go into the textual evidences, but, but this is based on logic. Okay. <clears throat> Number one, you see the money, you have to take care of the money. Okay. But the knowledge it takes care of you. What do you mean? Knowledge takes care of you, guards you, protects you, tells you, do this, do this, don't do this. This is beneficial, this is not beneficial. Knowledge takes care of you. Knowledge guides you. Knowledge protects you. But money, you have to protect it. When you okay. get money, you have to protect it. I see what you mean. The second thing is that you see, the money is very heavy. When you have to carry it. Or you know, nowadays people say, oh, okay, money's in my phone, but the point is, you know, like assets that you might have gold, silver, houses, property, land, wealth, cars, clothes. The things that you have in terms of your assets and your wealth is very heavy. Knowledge is very light. It stays in your what? It stays in your in your heart. Money can be stolen. Your knowledge can't be stolen. Do you understand? Yeah. Someone can come and take your wealth. You can take your car, take your house. Can't take your knowledge. Money doesn't enter your grave. Well, like in the knowledge enters your grave with you because you're asked three questions. Man Rabbuk, who is your Lord? Madinuk, what was your religion? Man Nabiuk, who is your Prophet? That knowledge that you have allows you to answer those questions inside of your grave when the angels come to you in your grave. So those are just some reasons why knowledge is better. That Imam Ibn Qayyim mentioned. As a comparison between money and knowledge. knowledge. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He said He lifted the believers over the rest of mankind. The believers are not the same as the kuffar. The oh. believers are a rank higher. Uh -huh. But who is the highest rank? Allah. 
Is it the no from the humans? Oh, the from prophets, the humans. The prophet. So the from the humans, okay. So, is it the kings? Is it the princes? Is it the businessmen? Allah say, "Waladina utul ilma darajat." It's the ones who have knowledge. They are even higher than the than the normal believers. Yeah. And you mentioned the prophets because the prophets have the most knowledge. They have the most knowledge. So a scholar, an alim, a talib ilm, one who's seeking knowledge. Even if he's seen as if he has a low status in society, his status with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is very high. And at the end of the day, that is what counts. The second thing that shows the virtue of knowledge, and this is what Imam al-Bukhari used to show the virtue of knowledge. In his sahih, he mentioned that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Rabbi zidni ilma. My Lord, increase me in knowledge. The Prophet wasn't told by Allah to ask dua to be increased in money or to be increased in anything except for knowledge. knowledge. Why would Allah tell the greatest man وسلم, to ask to be increased in anything except it was the best thing to be increased in? Do you see? Yes. Al-ilm. So this is a virtue of knowledge. Okay, that's fine. But my question is here, let's just say for example, a person spends their whole life now seeking knowledge. What are they supposed to do about rent? What are they supposed to do about bills? What are they supposed to do about mahal? What are they supposed to, how are they supposed to get risk if all they do is seek knowledge? So I'm gonna answer this in two ways, okay? The first way is perspective. What are we sent on earth to do? To worship Allah. To worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسِ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ Allah said, I did not create the humankind or the jinnkind, the jinnkind or the humankind, except that they should worship me alone. Then right after that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said إِنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الرَّزَاقُ ذُو الْقُوَّةِ الْمَتِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after he told you your job to be on earth, is to worship me alone, to spend your life and your days worshiping me alone. After that, Allah said, Inna Allah huwa razaq. Allah is the one who will give you the rizq. Allah is the one who will give you provision. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who will provide for you, who will sustain you. And this is something that you need to understand. Yeah. Is that Allah's job is to give you rizq. Yeah. Allah's job is to facilitate for you your food. Your money, your clothes, your shelter. Your job is to worship Him alone. And if you're good with your servitude and your worship to Allah alone, you will see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will suffice you in terms of the rizq. Now, we're not saying be a bum, sit at home and don't work. No, work, put the hustle in, put the work in, put the effort in. But know that your primary goal every day should be your ibadah and your servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you've not fulfilled your purpose and if you've not fulfilled your purpose how can you expect for Allah to open the risk on you openly do you think you'll be able to get the risk from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whilst you're disobeying him does that make sense now some people say but what about these rich people who've got what they got money and they disobey Allah yes they got money but remember money isn't enough if that money doesn't make you content they're not content that money is a punishment for them. They get cars, they get clothes, they get girls, but they keep wanting more. 
It's in a believer it gets money even if it's not a lot, but it gets to the point where it becomes content now. How can how can money and people saying it I'd rather be uh what is it? I'd rather be I'd rather be uh, sad but rich than poor but happy. People say that, innit? As a you know why that doesn't make sense? Why? It's because happiness and sadness is a state of the heart. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. So you think that by having riches you'll be happy? Yeah. Well, that kin the external doesn't make you happy. It's the heart. You understand? So the heart becomes relaxed due to the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah controls the heart. The Prophet said the fingers, sorry, the, the hearts are between the fingers of Ar-Rahman, the most merciful one. And he tosses them and he turns them how he wills. The heart is controlled by Allah. Do you think you can even achieve happiness without worshipping Allah? That's why Allah said, Verily in the remembrance of Allah do hearts find peace. Now the ayah Allah said, Anyone who turns away from my remembrance, he will live a very depressed life. He will live a life of depressedness, depression, sadness and grief. Does that make sense? So coming back to the point, Allah will provide. Another ayah Allah said, وَكَأَيِّ مِن دَابَةٍ لَا تَحْمِلُ رِزْقُهَا اللَّهُ يَرْزُقُ لَا تَحْمِلُ رِزْقُهَا اللَّهُ يَرْزُقُهَا وَإِيَّاكُمْ وَهُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, and look at all these living creatures, these moving creatures, from the fish in the sea, to the ant in the burrow, to the monkey on a tree, to the bird in the sky, to the humans on land, to the snake inside the hole, all of them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, لَا تَحْمِلُ رِزْقُهَا لَا تَحْمِلُ رِزْقَهَا it does not carry its own provision. It doesn't, ha- it doesn't have the ability to give itself risk. It can't facilitate risk for itself. Rather, Allah said, Allahu yarzuquha. Allah provides. Allah is taking it upon himself to feed the ant. He's taking it upon himself to feed the fishes. He's taking it upon himself to feed the birds. He's taking it upon himself. <coughs> Look what the Prophet said. He said, وَلَوْ أَنَّكُمْ تَبَكَّلُونَ if, if only you was to rely upon Allah the way that the bird relies upon Allah. It leaves its nest in the morning with an empty stomach. It always comes back full. It always comes back full. Allah will take care of you. Another ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He said, Look at this ayah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَفِي السَّمَاءِ رِزْقُكُمْ وَمَا Allah has your risk in the sky. And that which you have been promised. Your, your provision is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah took a qasim. Allah said, I swear, Allah swears by the Lord of the heavens and the earth. Allah took a qasim by the Lord. A qasim, an oath by the Lord of the heavens and the earth. Does Allah have to take a qasim? No. We would have believed him anyway. 100%. He said, That is true. What's true? That Allah has your risk in the sky. You will be given risk. The way that you what are speaking, the way that I'm speaking right now, and you know there's a the fact that I'm speaking right now, and you know it's real that I'm speaking. The same way this is real, my conversation, Allah said. The same way your risk is in the sky, Allah took an oath. Imam Hassan al Basri said, May Allah's curse be upon a person who heard this. That Allah took an oath, he had to go out of his way, Spanish had to take an oath. And you still didn't believe it. So that's why, don't worry about the risk. I'm not saying be a bum. No, go out there and work. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will, not, 
He wants you to take the means. Because real reliance upon Allah is to 100% put in the effort. But whilst you 100% put the effort in from yourself, know that 100% it came from Allah. That you could have put all the effort in the world, but you would not have got that money at the end of the month had Allah not given it to you. And that's, that's what tawakkul is. Now that happens for a person who's completely reliant upon Allah. Then he has the hours in the day to work, he works. I want to mention another ayah to show you the, the, the seriousness of risk. Sorry, the, the virtue of knowledge over money. Allah said, Allah الذي خلق سبع سماوات ومن الأرض مثلهن يتنزل الأمر بينهن Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, it is Allah who has created. It is Allah who has created the seven heavens and of the earth like thereof. His command descends between them. Pay attention. Look what Allah said. It's a very powerful ayah. Allah created the seven heavens and He created the earth, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then His command it descends between them. Why? Why did Allah create the heavens? Why did Allah create the sun? Why did He create the star, the moons, the seas, the ocean, the animals, the plants, the trees, the fruits, the mountains, the lakes, the rivers, you, me, all of this creation that we see in this world and the cosmos, the black holes. Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala create them? He tells you one reason He created them. لِتَعْلَمُوا so that you can have knowledge. لِتَعْلَمُوا So that you can know أَنَّ اللَّهَ عَلَى كُلْ أَنَّ اللَّهَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٍ وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ قَدْ أَحَاطَ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عِلْمًا All of this creation was created for one purpose. So you can know who Allah is. So you can know your Lord is all powerful. So you can know your Lord is encompassed everything in knowledge. So you can know Allah's ability or everything. The whole world was created so you can reflect upon it and get to know Allah. Either my brothers and my sisters pay attention. The purpose of life in the previous ayah was what? To worship Allah alone. The second ayah shows you the purpose of creation was what? To seek knowledge about Allah. Is there a contradiction? No. No, because can you worship the one who you don't know? No. In order to worship Allah, you need to have two types of knowledge. You need to know who he is, who are you worshipping? And you need to know how to worship him. Knowledge of Tawheed al-Aqeedah and knowledge of Fiqh. These two things will bring you to your goal. Why you were created. To worship him alone and to have knowledge. This is the purpose of creation. Your existence is to learn about Allah. Not to learn about cars. Not to learn about clothes. Not to learn about this. Your purpose. <coughs> the sky, the moon, the stars, the sun, the mountains, all of this was created so that you can learn who is my Lord. And then on the back of that Allah said, don't worry, I will bring it to you. I will bring you the world. And we can end on this one hadith to further accentuate that point. Just one thing I wanted to ask you before yeah. we end. Well, so does that mean now that you can't Enjoy some of the finer things in life. Like no. For example, oh sorry, sorry. Like if someone wants to go to a nice restaurant, is it that okay? Cool. Like that one, a meal there costs ten pounds, whereas I can just go to a chicken and chip shop and get a two pound meal. So does that mean that I should like that you shouldn't? You say seeking the dunya. Does that yeah. does that come under like you're seeking the dunya? Like, no, is, is the dunya in and of itself a bad thing? So so 
The Maybe let's just pull up here and leave the car. No, the dunya in and of itself is a low thing. It's okay. a low thing. Uh -huh. But there's, if Allah blesses you with things from the dunya, there's no harm in enjoying it. As long as you don't wear the dunya in your heart, you wear it in your pocket. Does that make sense? Does How that make do you sense? know if you've worn it in your heart? So, so, so that, that your priority is not the dunya. You're not seeking it, but it comes. You're seeking Allah. And you take from the dunya what you need in order to facilitate your means for Allah. In order to facilitate your, uh, the means to be able to worship Allah for yourself. Yeah. But then the dunya is going to come to you anyway. And that's why I wanted to end on this last hadith. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Man kanat dunya hammah, man kanat dunya hammahu, farraqallahu alayhi amrah. Anyone who where the dunya is his goal, the dunya is his aspiration, it's his focus. What will Allah do? Farraqallahu alayhi amrah. Allah will scatter his affairs. Allah will make his affairs fall apart. His dunya will fall apart for him. The one who focuses on the dunya, think about these guys who are seeking dunya. Well, I so much they do, but look, their relationships are crazy. Their children are messed up. They don't enjoy the, the, the world. Their health is a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, there's a man who's rich, but he's sick. He can't even go to the toilet on his own. And there's a guy who's poor, and he goes to the toilet easily every time. The guy who's sick every time he regrets. He regret. He, he thinks to himself, I wish what that poor man had. Does that make sense? So the one who what? His main goal is the dunya. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Allah will scatter his affairs. His affairs will fall apart. And Allah will place poverty in front of his eyes. He will always feel poverty. He will always fear poverty. He's always going to be scared. Am I going to lose my money? Am I going to lose my money? Do I have enough money? What happens? What happens if I lose, if I lose out on the money? Does that make sense? But then look at what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said. Then the Prophet said, وَمَنْ كَانَتِ الْآخِرَةِ نِيَةٌ نِيَةَهُ Anyone who the Akhirah is his objective, that the day of judgment is his objective, paradise is his objective, staying away from hellfire is his objective, he's concerned with the afterlife. Look at this. جَمَعَ اللَّهُ لَهُ أَمْرَهُ وَجَعَلَ غِنَاهُ فِي قَلْبِهِ Allah will gather his affairs for him and Allah will place contentment in his heart. He'll place contentment in his heart. Remember, contentment, real richness is what? His heart. Allah placed richness in his heart. What point is there having a mansion, but you're depressed? Does that make sense? Yeah. Allah placed contentment in his heart. وَأَتَتْهُ الدُّنْيَا وَهِيَ رَاغِمًا And this is the part I want to end on. And the dunya will certainly come to him, undoubtedly. Wallahi, this is powerful. And I was reflecting upon this just last night with the brothers. You turn away from the dunya and you focus on the akhirah, Allah will make the dunya come to you. Allah will give you contentment in your heart. He will gather your affairs for you. And He will even make the dunya come to you. Wallahi, I was thinking to myself, I was sitting with the brothers. <coughs> Look at where we are. We're in a beautiful place in the world. Okay? And we have cars, the likes of people would die to see. That's what I was going to say. Is that, like, me personally, I remember even in Jahiliya, I've always been a petrol head from before Jahiliya, even when I was practicing. Still had a you know, just cars are something that just fascinates me. You know, and I like driving cars and fast cars. Even go karting, for example. Till now, no one's beat me at go karting from all the all the, oh, Umar, all, all the Umar brothers. We've been many times, but um, like I, like back then, you could only dream of driving a car like this. And since and it's now that I started practicing. Even when I first started practicing, remember I told you about I used to make dua. Ya Allah, give me a C63. Let me just wake up in the morning. The logbooks on my table, the keys are on my table, and things parked outside. And it didn't happen, but 
literally, I think, about a year after that, at one point, I remember I came down, and because of a mad situation, neither the cars were mine, I had a Mercedes GL, big SUV, GL350, and an E-Class 220, both, neither of them were mine. The one, the E220, the person was abroad, and they asked me to look after it while they were here, and the other one was an uncle who didn't really use the car, and he let us use it for the data and stuff like that. So I would come down with both keys in my hand and I'd have to choose which one should I choose. And I, and I used to think to myself, how on earth did I get here? And I remember one of my neighbours actually asked me, he goes, so <coughs> what do you do? <laughs> so, and what I said, I said, I study Arabic. <laughs> so you used to think, bro, how did studying Arabic get you today? But I was just, bro, it's just, you know what it is? And even now, look, we're here and now I'm driving cars. But Allah, I never would have even like dreamed of driving and you know what the thing is oh, as you we said earlier when you sit in the car the thrill runs out yeah I'm right? not gonna like even this like it's nice uh, it's, I mean but now it's like it's run out like literally you're just thinking the next one for the next episode what's the next car for the next episode yeah like this whole I, like we, people who are watching this might be thinking brother you guys are in Dubai you're living life in this fast I'm not gonna lie this is I haven't eaten breakfast number one number two we've been awake since 6 a.m we started recording at 6 a.m then we had to stop the car then we had to get another car setting up all the cameras in out in out like in your heart, I've run out of water, I need to go get some water. It's a long thing. Yeah, we well, like we only do the show because the petroheads, as they call them, period. So they can learn something about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the point I'm making here is that look here, is that Allah brought us the dunya and enough we, so you can enjoy we it. Even chasing it. And you know and we're not chasing it. And that's what I was saying to the brothers. I was saying, look brothers, because so, a lot of the other brothers, you know, they see the cars and everything. I said, look at this here, you lot make Toba from your sins. Some you left behind fraud, some you left behind criminal activity, some you left behind drugs. You don't make Toba, you came to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some you struggled. But look yeah. at this, is the dunya not coming to you? Every day you're eating good food, you got these nice cars, and you know what? Yeah, it's not yours. Yeah. It's not yours. But are you missing out? Because even the guy who owns this car gets bored of it after the first day. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that initial thrill that he got when he entered in it, you got it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'll be honest with you, it's a very uncomfortable car. It's yeah, stiff in it. Yeah, c c coming in and out of these cars is long. Your like, back is all right after I'm, driving. I'll be honest with you, if I had the opportunity to have a like, you know, my wife's Yaris, then this, well, like, that's more practical. You know what I'm saying? But then I can still say Allah gave me the blessing. <laughs> I promise, well, it's hard to get out. Like, this is long. I can't do this every day. Allah will take a Yaris over this. It's long to get out every day. You're mad. You're mad. But I'm saying for me, alhamdulillah, but I can say, look, Allah bless me. And I'll, I'll be honest, it's nice. I'm not going to lie, it's nice. Yeah. It's a nice feeling. You're in a nice car. But you'd have a Yaris. Huh? Oh, wallah, I would, yeah. In terms of this, as in, in my yard, to drive every day. Let me show you how hard it is to get out. Look what I have to do. <laughs> look what I have to do, brother, yeah? Let me show you what I have to do. Look, 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 look at how long it's So you're saying you'd rather have a Yaris than do that a few times a day? Well, like, that is long, bro. <laughs> well, like, but that, my, the way I'm smashed up the camera now. I don't no, know. But, my, but my thing is that I'm saying, my, man's not look right. Like, when you're not right, and I've seen this in my life, so many things I'm not running after, yeah. But Allah will just bring it to you. You know what I'm saying? Mm. He'll bring it to you. And you have contentment in your heart with that which you don't have. I, I will still go back home without these cars and I won't feel any certain type of way. Mm. I'll still feel content like I have, uh, like I have, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying, my brothers. Well, like, if you just focus on Allah, you focus on seeking knowledge, learn who your Lord is. You know, right now, I would like to link below the 99 names of Allah series that I've got. 
Link below, Jimmy. Put it down. The night names of Allah. Watch that. Learn who your Lord is, subhanahu wa ta'ala, man. And trust in him. The dunya will come to you. Undoubtedly, it will be dragged to you. The dunya will be grabbed and dragged to you. Look at this, bruv. I don't need... Bruv, he's dragged to me. His car is dragged to man. Was he not dragged? Did I come for his car? I'm still offended that you said you take the Aris over this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only messing. What about the Vauxhall? Which Vauxhall? Corsa. Which Corsa? Your Corsa. Uh, Astro? Yeah. What about it? I'm not like it's more comfortable as in comfortable. Of course, it's more comfortable than this. But would I rather have this or that? I'd say this, isn't it? But obviously, that's just yeah, yeah, it's not an issue. It's not an issue. <laughs> but you're right. In terms of a daily driver, it will be a bit stiff because my back's even starting to hurt. You know what? This. You, you you might have it, but wallahi, you won't enjoy this as much as driving. Though. Like you know that you know relaxation. If you was to drive your Astra, yeah. you'd actually you might say you want this more. Yeah, no problem. But you would I enjoy the Astro. You know what I feel like I'm. No, I think you know, but Astro. I'm saying what I think would be. <laughs> <laughs> what I think would be like a decent balance would be like a like a normal Mercedes C class, for example. Yeah. Or E class, or, or you know, like a normal BMW 3 Series, or not being too flashy, not you know, with M3 or anything like that. It's a standard car, decent. It just gets the job done, and that's it. Like, and I'll be honest with you now. I don't even want a fast car anymore. Like, I've kind of got the Josh and the Yashi all out of me, <laughs> and uh, that's all it is. And like I said, for me personally. Like I said, I, I'm not gonna lie. I do love cars, but as you said, it's in it's in the pocket, not in the heart. If it's in yes. the heart, it becomes like an overwhelming obsession, and you get too much into Imagine, it. Imagine if it was in the heart, you might have worked your whole life and maybe got it at the end of your life and enjoyed it for the first week and then got bored. Mm. But since your focus is something else, it's in your pocket. But then it keeps coming. You know what I'm saying? You keep, like something's in your heart, it's hard to take out. Mm. It's hard to exchange, hard to get something new. When it's in your pocket, you can refresh it every day. Yeah. And so it's in your pocket, Allah will give you a new one every day, every day. Come on, man. We'll leave it there, inshallah. Barakallah for you guys for watching. So, one last thing I want to say is Imran, um, I sure you'd rather take a Yaris. Just have a listen to this. You still say Yaris? Well, me personally, it's very uncomfortable. It's nice, don't get me wrong. I'm grateful to Allah. No, I don't want to be ungrateful. I'm grateful to Allah. I see where you come from. I see where you yeah, come from. I see where you come from. Because the thing is, you're not even into cars. So for you, it's all about comfort. Get me from A to B comfortably. Yeah. I mean, if you ask me, I told you, I like, I like, I like, I, 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 I like S class. So that's, that's you, a nice car. For you, it's more about comfort. Okay. We'll end it there, inshallah. Guys, thank you for watching. And inshallah, I'll see you on the next episode. Comment below what you liked. If you liked the video, like the video. And we'll see you in the next episode. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Peace. What are some examples of some things that someone might do that aren't beneficial? They know what you are doing. Meaning they take down everything that you are, everything that you do. Do the angels only record that which is going to be rewarded and that which is going to be punished only? Or is it every single thing that comes out your mouth and every action that you do? three things simple easy things that anyone can do that would you recommend for someone like that to be able to start doing that will help them begin on that journey towards leaving off the non-beneficial and striving towards the beneficial